Good afternoon and welcome to the 21 News Podcast. I'm Managing Editor Justin Mitchell. New growth numbers show the United States economy grew by 1.1% in the first quarter, a relatively modest number attributable in part to rising interest rates. With us today to talk about whether a recession could be on the horizon, what's at stake in the showdown over the debt ceiling, and um, as well as where we stand with inflation is Bharat Ramamurti from the Council for Economic Advisors. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Um, so take me through the state of the economy right now. Uh, you know, growth is slowing a little, but unemployment is low. Wages are up, but inflation is still lingering. So what's this all mean? Are we in good shape or bad shape? Now look, our view is that we are in good shape overall, and it's actually exactly what the president was talking about a, a year ago, which is uh, transitioning from a very rapid recovery, which is what we saw in 2021 and 2022, into a period of sustainable, steady growth. And uh, if you look at the GDP number, which you mentioned, uh, there's a, a lot of good numbers under the hood there, suggesting that American consumers are still spending uh, at a rapid rate, uh, reflecting the fact that they feel pretty good about their financial circumstances. Uh, over the last several months, we've seen that business investment is still very strong. In fact, uh, since the president came to office, we've seen over $450 billion of private investment coming into the United States, particularly in the manufacturing sector, where we've seen 800,000 new manufacturing jobs uh, in the last two years. Uh, and as you noted, inflation is moving in the right direction. In fact, just this morning, we got a report showing that uh, inflation on an annual basis is at its lowest level in about two years. So uh, overall, I think the, the picture is an economy where we're still growing, we're still adding jobs, where inflation continues to trend in the right direction, uh, and where wages continue to go up for folks. Now, in order to keep inflation heading in the right direction, the Fed is probably likely to continue raising interest rates, or at least we're a long way from cutting interest rates anytime soon. And, you know, that's a careful line that needs to be walked because if it goes too far, it could lead into a recession and higher unemployment, which would undo some progress. Is there any way to walk that line to maintain jobs and growth at the same time? I mean, does it, it seems like the working class you know, is, is there a way to do this without them taking it on the chin, either with higher prices or, or or higher unemployment? Yeah, well, I think that our view is that the Fed is independent. It's going to make the decisions it's going to make. Uh, and we're not going to comment on whether they should or shouldn't be raising rates or anything like that. But what I can tell you is that, uh, is it possible for inflation to come down and for us to maintain the really strong job market that we've had? Uh, yes, I'd say so, because in fact, we've seen it happen over the last six to nine months. You know, inflation has come down each of the last nine months. And at the same time, we've added millions of jobs during that period. Sure. The unemployment rate uh, is at 3.5%, which is near a 50-year low. Uh, and other really good news, too, about the un unemployment rate, the Black unemployment rate in the United States has literally never been lower than it is right now. Uh, so we're seeing all sorts of really good historic uh, progress in our labor market. And at the same time, that inflation has come down quite significantly uh, from where it was a year ago. So uh, is it possible that we can continue these trends? I certainly think so. Um, and it's our goal here at the White House to do everything we can to make that uh, possible. So it's just to move steady as opposed to, you know, people get impatient and they want to see something overnight. That's not likely. But right now, it actually is being managed in the right, you know, the right direction. 
Yeah, so it's hard. Uh, absolutely. I, sure. I think uh, people should feel confident that um, uh, that it's a really good time right now to find a job, to switch to a new job, to see if you can bargain for better pay. We're seeing that happen across mm-hmm. the economy. Uh, so I know he's central to what the president wants. Remember, he ran for office talking about wanting to uh, build this economy from the middle out and the bottom up uh, to making sure that workers have more power, uh, whether it is to bargain for better schedules, to get better pay, get better, get better benefits. And we are seeing that. In fact, we have never seen the kinds of wage increases that we've seen over the last several months, uh, particularly for those folks at the lower end of the income spectrum who may not have gotten a raise in a long time. So I know your time is limited, but the last thing I want to get into is the House just passed a debt ceiling bill that would allow the country to pay its bills, but only if spending cuts are agreed upon. How is the White House going to avoid being painted into a corner where they either agree to some cuts or risk default? And how confident are you that House Republicans will blink first? And if they don't, bring this down to the street level for me. What's the impact at the household level? Yeah, I think we should start there because... A default on our debt, which would be the first time that's happened in 200 years, would be immediately devastating for this economy. We're talking about uh, millions of job losses. We're talking about uh, mortgage rates, credit card rates, small business loan rates immediately going up. Um, It would be uh, all this progress we've made over the last two years in in getting our unemployment rate down from over 6% to under 4% now. uh, We would risk all of that, all of that progress. And that's why the president's position for months now has been that we don't negotiate over default. We are not a country that runs out on its bills. We are not a country, a deadbeat nation, as he has said. Um, We are more than happy to have a conversation with um, House Republicans about tax policy, spending policy, all of that. We've put out a full budget uh, in March that lays out line by line exactly what we're in favor of on tax policy and spending policy. And it reduces the deficit by over $3 trillion. You know, the House Republicans have a different view. They want to uh, pursue huge spending cuts to things that we all rely on, a 22% cut on veterans' medical benefits, for example, a 22% cut on education programs like Head Start, uh, at the same time that they're pushing for big tax cuts for those at the top. In fact, a tax cut of an average of $175,000 a year for a family making more of $4 million. So we have wildly different priorities than they do, but we're happy to sit down and talk about them. What we're not going to do is talk about them in the context of, are we going to pay our bills or not? Right, right. uh, uh, We we can't negotiate with a gun to our head. And it's sort of a, a, the dirty little secret about the cuts is that when they say that things like Social Security and Medicare are off the table, you know, much of the budget is mandatory. There's not a lot left for discretionary spending. So it's one thing to talk about spending cuts. It's another to get into what those cuts mean. And I don't know if the average person really understands what programs we'd be talking about cutting. There's a lot that's off the table. So it leaves us with things like, I know Social Security, I know Medicare, things like uh, SNAP benefits, correct? I mean- Yeah, Yeah, um, that's a really important point that you're making because- uh, what they, what the Republicans have done, have painted themselves into a corner where they say, uh, we're, we are not going to talk about uh, tax increases for families making over $400,000 a year uh, or you know, for big corporations, some of whom are paying literally $0 in taxes each year. That's off the table from their perspective. Uh, they're saying that for now, Social Security and Medicare cuts are off the table. We'll see. They've historically pushed for those cuts uh, in the past. We'll see if they stick with that. 
But if you are going to take those things off the table and still say we're going to try and get our fiscal house in order, what that means is that you have to impose uh, absurd, uh, painful cuts to every other program that the federal government uh, does. And so I gave you a few examples already. Veterans medical care, uh, a 22% cut to that. Our VA says that that's going to result in 30 million fewer VA outpatient visits uh, over the next year. A uh, 22% cut to uh, Head Start means that 200,000 fewer stop, uh, slots for families looking uh, to put those uh, their kids into these great programs, these great preschool programs. Uh, huge cuts to the Pell Grant program, which you know, middle-class families rely on to try and send their kids to college. So uh, we think that their priorities are completely backwards. You know, trying to balance the budget on the backs of working families uh, rather than asking corporations that are paying zero dollars in taxes or wealthy families who pay a lower tax rate than your typical teacher or nurse to pay more. That's what we want to do. They have a very different approach. So do you see this coming to a resolution? I mean, they seem pretty dug in here. And ultimately, it's either, I mean, if, if somebody doesn't blink, there's a default. Well, look, I, 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 it's hard for me to, to describe exactly how it's going to play out over the next uh, weeks and months. But our position has been really clear on this uh, for months now. And it's the same position, by the way, that uh, President Reagan had. It's the same position that President Trump had. Uh, you can't negotiate over the full faith and credit of the United States. Uh, and, and just think about how this would play out. Let's say that we uh, agreed uh, to negotiate over the debt ceiling. Uh, they're all they're promising to do is increase is a, is a extend the debt limit for one year. So we'd be right back in this position a year from now where they might have another set of demands for huge spending cuts. And then someday the shoe may be on the other foot and you could have Democrats threatening potentially to say we're not going to uh, pay our bills unless you increase the corporate tax rate or increase the minimum wage or whatever. You know, we can't run our economy uh, where we're constantly in these crises every year and one party that has control of one House of Congress is able to extract yeah, the most extreme version of their policy agenda because of the threat of default. It's just not a good way of running the economy. The president is standing up for that principle. Well, we will certainly see how this plays out over the coming weeks and months and uh, hope for the best for the most people. Thank yeah. you very much for your time. Thank you. Thanks.